All right, we're live. Real Church Matters. This is episode 10. Dang. <laughs> All right, that's Antoinette. Hey, guys. I'm Forrest Hall. That's Antoinette Allen. And we are Real Church Matters. And It don't feel like episode 10. It feel I'm like we still sitting on the first topic talking about single people. And Yo, all what's crazy? Stuff. It's been 10 whole weeks. Jeez. Of consistency. Consistency is the secret. Secret sauce. Yeah, it's the secret sauce. <laughs> Housekeeping. Antoinette Allen has a blog. Tell us about it. It's like wildlife. It's just me sharing the stuff that I learned throughout this Christian walk as a young uh, person that's trying to learn more about God. Um, you can find me at Go Do Likewise on IG and Twitter, and Facebook is Likewise Life, um, and my site is LikewiseLife.com. Yeah, and Real Church Matters, RealChurchMatters.com. You can ask questions at AskMe at RealChurchMatters.com. I appreciate the questions. I try to give them a very thoughtful answer. I believe Antoinette tries to give thoughtful answers as well. Yeah, I like to clear with you first just to <laughs> make sure we're on the same page. But yeah, we're always on the same page. We serve the same God. Okay. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> um, also, we're, I'm on Instagram, but I just ask, please, people, share. If you have some good information, you should want to share it. It's not so much that it, I'm asking you to share because it profits me. I don't make a profit. And so that doesn't make a profit from nope. this. We profit from people getting to know more about God. I feel like we get a lot of private messages like, this is a blessing. This is so great. But I'm going to need you to share with the yeah, people gonna, you know so it can ripple effect. Please. <laughs> please. Because th th that's our intention. Our intention is to have people benefit from the word and and that's ultimately what feeds us it's like he said those who hunger and thirst after righteousness they will be filled i hunger and thirst to quench your hunger and thirst for god even if you don't know that you hungry and thirsty for him. bang that's it so please share share it wherever you can subscribe give send reviews ask questions Really let us have it. That engagement is what makes this all worthwhile. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the people listening all over the world. The people are listening and I appreciate that. So let's jump into it. Episode 10. This is Easter Sunday that is happening. Has well, happened. Has, yeah, it, is, past, it has yeah. happened as of Tuesday. Happy belated uh, Easter, guys. Happy, yeah. Happy <laughs> Easter. Happy Resurrection Sunday. But this is, uh, for all intents and purposes, this is our uh, conversation about Easter. And episode 10, we are calling it, He is risen, now rise. Say it one more time. I like it. He is risen, now rise. And uh, what we we both were sitting and we were talking about Easter, and I, I thought it was interesting just, you know, there's a stigma with Easter that you know the churches are going to be packed. And I always find that fascinating, that whatever it is about Easter People have made up in their minds that it's a day that I want to recognize God in some capacity, or I at least want to pay attention to his son, right. Christ. And so I figured let's talk about that. It's a good topic. Yeah. So beauty salons are, I mean, hair salons are packed. You know, we're here Saturday, so you already know. <laughs> Clothing stores are packed out. Barbershops. 
packed. Yep. I mean, K and G, every <laughs> Steve Harvey suit there is, <laughs> is flying off of the rack. <laughs> Value City. <laughs> Value City, every husky kid like me is getting, you know, his tail whipped because he's fighting tooth and nail to get these husky pants on. Shirley curls popping everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Weaves are being connected to scalps <laughs> as we speak. Okay. We're recording this on a Saturday. So um, the cool thing about Easter is that it gives us an opportunity to universally acknowledge that Christ died. Mm-hmm. And Christ has risen. But our response to this phenomena, because it is the phenomena of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. It is Jesus Christ dying. All he'd been talking about for the whole of prophecy and in the entirety of his 33 years on earth was bleeding up to this point. It happened. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. 2017 years later, we still talking about it. But one thing we haven't talked about is what does that resurrection mean to us? Mm -hmm. When we were little kids, they told us he died for you. He died for you. Mm -hmm. He died for you. So I'm saved because of him. We have countless songs about blood. I mean, some of them to the very graphic. He hung them wide. He stretched them wide. Right? Mm-hmm. Some to the, the more poetic. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Right? Yeah, you <laughs> asked some auto-tune yeah, in that part. <laughs> but, but all of this is culminating to what? What is it that this was for? What does that mean? Let's dig into it right now. I don't so, see how people don't feel weird about like somebody giving you such a precious gift and like that was it. Like he did all this and now it's like that's it. Is is <laughs> isn't that weird? Yeah, it's interesting that like e- even we feel a little underwhelmed when we give people gifts. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'll give somebody a gift and be like, yeah. So hope you like it. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> Um, until next Christmas, man, like, right. it, you're looking for something from them. You're mm-hmm. looking for them to open it up and be like, wow, oh you looking for and some apply it to yeah, their yeah. life. You want to see it. if you bought them a jacket, you want to see them try you it see on. Them wear it, yeah. You want to, there's something that goes along with the gift. Mm-hmm. There is, there's an expectation there. And that's what I feel is missing from the churches is that some people, I honestly feel like they feel the Christ is satisfied with them just acknowledging his death and his resurrection. And then they get to just go on with life. Yeah. Oh, he just wanted me to acknowledge that he did. He did me a solid. Mm-hmm. I watched passion of the Christ and I cried and you know, yeah. that was, man, I watched passion of the Christ at a movie theater. And, <laughs> I mean, I, we had people speaking in tongues in there. I mean, we had popcorn butter on people's faces mixed with tears. Jeez. We had, it was an event. It was, yeah. It, it was brutal. It was visceral. It, it really captured Jesus being brutalized. Mel Gibson. Man, you know what I mean? But good, one yeah. thing those movies always miss out on is what did he do all of this for? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to us? You know what I'm saying? What does it mean It has to. It has, has to, to mean, mean something. something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mel Gibson is a Catholic and it the 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 death and he's obsessed with resurrection yeah. means something to him. Mm-hmm. Jesus means something to him. But for the Christian, what does this mean to us? I don't even know if the world really understands what that means to us, or at least what it should. So I figured let's go back. Let's look at the scriptures 
the life after Jesus died. Mm -hmm. Let's see how the people dealt with it then. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some of the things. Yeah, some of the things that stood out to me, Antoinette, was uh, one of the responses was in Luke 24, uh, 1 through 6, Mary Magdalene, Mary James' mother, or Jesus' mother as well, Mm -hmm. Joanna, these women were going to the temple, to the tomb Mm -hmm. to to do what they do during the death, Uh, that, that death process. They're usually bringing some spices type of spices stuff, or yeah. perfumes. They're, they're honoring the death. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? They're no different than us. We putting on perfume, putting on our suit jackets, and we coming to church on Easter Sunday to honor the death. Mm-hmm. And they the, they show up and the tomb is rolled away. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is not there. Mm-hmm. And they're they're crying. They're, they're panicking. They're saying, what happened to Jesus? It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they get a response from an angel. And he says, why do you seek the living amongst the dead? Amongst the dead? Mm-hmm. And so one of the first responses that I've realized is that we are always connected to this Easter event. But we are always looking for Christ where he no longer is. Mm-hmm. We're always looking for him in the event. For us, for her, she was looking for him in the tomb. We are trying to understand Christ through his death instead of through his resurrection. Mm. You know, I just feel like even there's so much emphasis on the cross and so much emphasis on his death that we don't understand it. His the, the suffering is connected to the glory. And what is that glory for? That's why she went looking for him where he was and not where he is. Mm -hmm. Even though they all knew what the prophecy told them. We all know what the prophecy says. We we are recognizing the worldwide. They're recognizing the death of Christ and the resurrection of him. But when it comes to looking for him, you're looking for him in a story. Even the fact that like the way they told time was you know ad after death before christ yeah, you know? yeah. it's like they understand and worldwide acknowledge it yeah we acknowledge this in some capacity but in the concept of looking for christ mm-hmm. and we should be looking for him we won't find him in this resurrection tale he's alive you you don't have to look at a story and remember christ he's here do you know what I'm saying? It would mm-hmm. be like if you walked in to a church and you seen they was having a funeral and you was like, hey, hey, dog, like who died? Like they like, man, Antoinette died. You know, she gone. Man, I, I miss her. I, I love her. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, yeah, I'm, I'm right you, here. You would get, you would get scared. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, hey, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> I don't know if it's another Antoinette right. Island. But as far as me, I'm right here. And that's what happened when Jesus came back and he was talking to Mary. He's like, she didn't recognize him. She was crying and stuff. And he was like, why are you weeping? Who do you seek? (laughs) Who do you seek? We we have to ask ourselves, like, who are you looking for? Mm -hmm. When you pack these churches out Mm -hmm. on Sunday, who are you looking for? Because if you're looking for Christ, he's here. He's beyond this story. Mm -hmm. He's bigger than this tale. This was just another part. 
And I feel like God knew that that's why he couldn't leave his body here. He was like, I got to take it out because yeah. I feel like people would worship this and still try to keep it all there. Yeah, everything is circling around an event. Mm-hmm. We're very aware of the BC. We're aware of AD. Mm-hmm. You know, or a, what is it? After death. After yeah. death, yeah. But we don't understand what that means because we are connecting it with an event Instead of the living God. You can't come on Easter Sunday and think that acknowledging his death is the same as embracing his resurrection. Mm. He is risen. He's alive. What does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. Don't tell me what his death mean to you. We hear that. Oh, what love he has for me that he would give his life. But here's the thing. He's alive. What do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. What does that do for you? What does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. We have to stop looking for Christ in the dead things. I'm going to take it a step further. We got to stop looking for Christ in the dead religion. We got to stop looking for Christ in old church antics. Yeah. Stop That's looking. why it's become such a joke now. Right. Stop looking for Christ in religious things. Mm-hmm. Start looking for him in his word. Mm-hmm. Start embracing less with religious culture. Stop embracing less with or connecting with ritual and start connecting with his word. Mm-hmm. We need to read his word. We need to connect with it. We or need even to what he left us, which was the Holy Spirit, even though that's a whole nother thing. It's a but whole nother thing. But, it is, but when people come and they say, what he did for me moves me. It moves me to tears. Mm-hmm. It moves you to tears, but doesn't move you to seeking him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Mary went, went looking for him and he said, you're looking in the wrong place. If you're seeking him, you're going you're gonna to find him. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> we have to get to the point where we stop looking for the living amongst the dead. I'm, I have to get to the point. We all have to get to the point where we stop looking for Christ in people. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, mm-hmm. We're supposed to be a reflection of Christ, but a lot of these churches you're going to find is some people don't represent that. You'll be and so you let discouraged. that be the end yep. all be all of whether you serve God or not. Yeah, it's discouraging. Most of the people that's going to pack this place on Easter Sunday are people who don't want to engage with church beyond that because of people. Yeah. So they come on Easter Sunday and then they make a beeline out the door. I'm coming because this is a this is a cultural tradition in my family. Yep. If I don't come to church, me ma is not gonna let me sit at the table and have some of that good soul food. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like this is like, <laughs> said me ma. <laughs> There's a lot of things that go along with Easter Sunday, but at the end of the day, guys, we gotta see that Christ is deeper than the dead things or the past things. Mm. He's alive, or even what we see. Even what we see. Do you know what I'm saying? We we look in churches and they look about as empty as that tomb that Mary looked at. Yep. Do you Mm -hmm. But when we get upset and turn away from church, Christ is right there saying, why are you looking for me amongst the dead? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? We're supposed to, even in this dead world, even in our dead lives, we're supposed to look beyond it. We shouldn't be looking there for Christ. Christ is risen. It says, look to the hills. He's risen. We should be looking up. Uh He says, set your eyes 
in a different trajectory. Look a different place for Christ. And that's what you're going to be able to see is him. We'll be able to see him. So I found it interesting when uh, Thomas, when when Thomas finally was like, okay, if y'all want me to believe that Jesus is back and resurrected, I'm going to need to touch him. I'm going to need to put my hands through the holes in his hands. And Jesus came back and he actually did it and let him. So I thought that was interesting about how much Jesus went through to make sure they believed in him. Yeah. To continue to work it, it, But it's interesting that that was his response It's like Prove it to me right? And we're always in this position Of prove it Evidence Evidence. I need to know And we have to be careful about that Because Christ is presenting an evidence That we must pay attention to mm-hmm. The evidence that he presents Is not the evidence that the world will see Right It's like you you don't um it's it's intuitive it's like you know that's all we saying is that when you connect yourself to God when you come this Easter Sunday and you're sitting there don't 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 worry about where his bones are yeah. don't worry about if you felt something when you sat you felt there something. yeah it's about what is moving you not feel is emotion but what is moving on your heart? Mm-hmm. What is moving on your mind? What is pressing on you? Because people feel that press and they fight it and they reject it. But ultimately, that is your proof. That's God opening up his hands to you yep. and saying, feel it. That's God opening up his feet to you and say, look at the holes. Mm-hmm. That's God allowing you to touch him. That's that press you feel on you. Mm-hmm. You're feeling that press because he's making himself known to you. Stop looking for the evidence from around in a way that it doesn't exist. Just like we said, don't look for the living amongst the dead. Don't look for the spirit amongst the physical. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. no archaeologist showing me any bones is going to prove that Christ is real to me in my life it just will prove that he was existed on earth I want the proof that he exists in me I like when you always be like (laughs) you can you can don't even try to show me that Jesus is real you you said it one time in Bible study like I don't need to see no birth certificate none of that crazy stuff I know because of what he did to me he changed my life right you know what I'm saying? For the for the brother or the sister that want to see his hands with the holes in it, I'm his hands with the holes in it. Mm. I'm his proof. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm walking living proof of the change. We know people who are his hands, his feet. We know who they are. We know who they used to be. Right. They are the proof that he is alive. We can't walk around here like Thomas, like, unless I see this, I won't believe. Yep. And that's people don't realize it, but when you have that mentality, like, I need to see this and I need to know, and, you know, it's all in the language. How is it faith if you have to prove it? That faith, would defeat the purpose. That defeats the it. purpose. Yeah. Evidence and faith don't go together. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's why in the court of law, you can't have faith. You gotta have evidence, because <laughs> right. somebody's life is on the line. Well, in the in 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 our relationship with God, 
It is all dependent on faith because your faith is how you please him. But we're not going to go into all of that. We've been there. Go to episode uh, nine or eight, whichever one of them. I think it's eight. Eight, yeah. eight is with the faith. And, and we'll visit there sometime. Another way that they react is that in Luke 24, 14 through 17, two guys are walking, don't even realize Christ is with them. Mm-hmm. He's appeared he's appeared in himself again. They don't even realize he's with him. He asked them, "What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk?" He's he, they're talking about him. Right. So what I want to say to you is the third thing is we are too caught up in what happened to realize what's happening. Yep, he's he was right there. Why y'all talking about him down on the cross? He was literally right he's there. He's literally right there. And for a lot of us, we're so caught up in the death of Christ that we miss out on the life that is living and waiting for you to partake in it right now. Yep. What he expects out of us uh, from his death. Because we're so disconnected. We hear all this stuff like Bible stories. Mm-hmm. Like Bible stories. So because it's the past and we never connected to the present, we don't see a future with Christ. Mm. You can say that one more time. If because we see it as the past, we don't connect it with the present. We don't see a future with Christ. Mm. We just come to Easter and we pay our respects to that which happened. Yep. But never engage with the Christ that is happening right now. Mm-hmm. It, it, this is what matters. Yep. It, let me explain it to you this way. A lot of a lot of these churches will sit in there and they will talk to us about what happened all the time and it never connects. And and the reason this matters is because we even was talking about the San Bernardino shooting. shooting. Right. And the man killed his wife, killed himself, injured two children. And you go on his Facebook page. It, it was an article talking about it, how he was a devout Christian is what they said, mm-hmm. based on what? The fact that he put nonstop statuses about Christ. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? But he was a he was a professed Christian. But what they don't understand is this man considers himself to be a Christian or we consider him to be a Christian because of what he is saying. But just because you speak the word don't mean that you are the word. Mm hmm. And that's where people are missing. There's tons of people who speak this word in conjecture and in intellect. There's people that have podcasts about this word. Yep. There's people that have podcasts about Christ, but don't live Christ. Or even like the way, uh, it's sad to say, but the family was saying how they knew something was wrong. It's kind of like, yeah, but you didn't do anything about it. You knew all this stuff. You were so knowledgeable about this man being crazy, but you didn't say anything to protect yeah. your daughter. And, and and part of that comes to the wisdom because because it's easy for us to, to say these things, you know, outside of it. Right. But, it but all, all we should be looking for from people is to operate in the wisdom of Christ, which he affords to those who decide that he's not he's more than just ideologies. He is living. He's alive. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not like. Uh, the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. We're not a conservative or a liberal where we're just speaking ideologies and, and, and saying things that don't actually affect and change our lives and change the way we view people and love people. This is real to us and it isn't in us. It has become us through God's love 
and the shedding of his son's blood and him rising again and rising in us that makes us rise up yes that's why he came back he wanted you to know it's your turn i'm passing the torch i'm getting excited but and the the part of that is is that i can see this man talking this stuff yeah but i can see that it was mere stories to him mm-hmm. it was mere ideas to him Many of the things that he said, I kind of agree with, but I can say that because he was just re- he was just regurgitating yeah. things that are true, but they were not true enough to him to change his life. But that's where a lot of us are at. I feel like absolutely, the church will be filled with people on Easter who know a lot of truth but have not become it. Church will be filled with people who've heard about Jesus and what happened. But don't realize that he can be what's happening in them right now mm. if they let him. You know, it, 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 we can go for hours with this. The, the fourth and final thing that I thought was interesting about the response is that there, there was trouble and doubt that arose in their hearts. In Luke chapter 24, verse 36 to 39, he said, why are you troubled and why do you doubt why does doubt arise in your heart? He says, see my hands and my feet. That is that it is I myself. And a lot of times our reaction to this is doubt. Our reaction to this is trouble. We're troubled. We're worrisome. We're bothered by this idea of a man who died and rose. This is skepticism. Mm-hmm. You know, we approach this in that way. And, and as a kid, I remember sitting and listening to these songs that talked about him dying and watching movies that, that depicted him dying. And I found myself like, nobody went through this. Nobody did this. This bothers me. Like, why are we even, why are we celebrating somebody's murder? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't understand the value of what happened after it. That's a problem with focusing on one aspect of something. It was like, it'd be like if I just focused on something traumatic that happened to you and not on the fact that you were able to bounce back from it. Right. I mean, even the fact that we call it Resurrection Sunday, but we're so focused on the crucifixion. Like yeah. We might as well call it crucifixion Like, like the, the shedding of the blood is powerful mm-hmm. because of what it elicits through us. It, it would not be powerful if he just endured the suffering, but not the resurrection. Yeah. That's why it says that we're supposed to know him not just in the power, in the, in the power of his resurrection or, or in the fellowship of his suffering as well. That those two things work in tandem. That I shouldn't be just thinking about how he suffered. I should be thinking about how I will suffer as well. Yeah. I shouldn't be just thinking about how he will rise, but how I will rise as well. These connections have to be made in order for me to appreciate the fullness of what he did. Otherwise, I look at it from a person on the outside in and I say, this is weird. Yeah, it doesn't make you a follower of Christ because you're not following what he was teaching. In the interesting way, it makes you a follower of Christ in a way that many followed him up the hill to Calvary to watch him die. Mm. Mm, yeah 
many of those people being the same people that cried Hosanna and threw palms as he walked into town on a donkey. You know what I'm saying? It's so easy for us to juxtapose and to vacillate between those two things. We can scream Hosanna and then scream curses at him. We can praise him and mock him in one breath. Yeah. Why? Because we don't have a connection. We don't have a connection. There's the connection has to be made. There's a response that God's looking for. We talked about the responses that these uh, people had. Many of them connected to him, whether through as a disciple or whether as his mother or his brother. We, we can see our own reactions in that. But what is the reaction Christ is looking for from us? That can be found in John, uh, in Matthew 28, 16 through 20. It says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Mm -hmm. And behold, I am always with you to the end of the age. Mm. And the key there, too, is the Holy Spirit, because he didn't just leave the job and was like, all right, y'all got this. He left you, you know, the Holy Spirit he, and he, he, he taught you with the promise of the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. though we talk about Acts chapter two in the sense that that was the time that the uh, disciples uh, or the apostles received the Holy Spirit. But there is a time right here where the disciples received it merely as Christ breathed on them. And he gave it to them because you need to be comforted. You don't need to be comforted in your remembrance of me. You need to be comforted in your following of my work. Mm. You don't need comfort if you don't need rest. You don't need comfort if there is not something that is uncomfortable that you must do. Mm. I need comfort because there's something uncomfortable coming my way. What is that uncomfortable thing? It's a work. It's a work that Christ did that caused him to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's a it's the work that, that Christ said, I have neither a place to lay my head. It's a work that caused him countless hours of walking. City to city, town to town, province to province, doing what? Sharing the gospel. As he said, proclaiming to all the nation or making disciples to all the nation. Here's the thing. I'm catching myself because I'm getting a little too excited. Okay, calm down. <laughs> he didn't just tell us to proclaim the gospel. Mm -hmm. He said make disciples. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I, I don't know if you have it pulled up, but when he was talking to Peter, he was like, you need to... Feed my sheep and tend to my sheep. Absolutely. If you love me. Yeah. Oh, well, go ahead and read that scripture. I got to pull it up. <laughs> you got to pull it up. I don't up. have it. <laughs> I thought you had it written down somewhere. Don't worry about it. But he he said, if you love me, Peter. Mm -hmm. Peter said, I love you. I love you. He said, feed my sheep. Yeah. He did this three times. What was he trying to underscore? I need you to tend to them. See, the people of God, the, this world, it's not a petting zoo. When you come, you just pet on somebody and then you go your way. Mm -hmm. 
It's not a safari where you just come and you feed once and then you walk away. What is it? You have to engage. He's saying feed them, tend to them. I'm the good shepherd, but I'm deputizing you as a shepherd. Mm. Shepherd the people. Grow them up in the faith. Why do people think that's the just the pastor's job? Pastors like to make it like it's just their job because pastors don't understand the value and the power of each and every person connecting together and building each other up in their most holy faith. And they think that if they do that, that they will phase out the pastor. But the pastor has a powerful job in the sense that he is in charge of shepherding this flock. But every person in there is a shepherd of their own flock. Yep. They got homes they need to tend to. They got families they need to tend to. Why would we... Uh, why would we neuter them? Why would we not teach them to do the same thing we're doing? Why would we make it seem like in order to do this, you have to be qualified in some way? Yeah. Other than the fact that Christ died and rose for you so that you might rise up. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to me. But to, to go back to it, this is what it means to make disciples. So imagine somebody asking you, to, to get some food and you like, oh, I'll just call it in. You're like, no, I don't want you to call nothing in. I want you to make it. And you're like, it'd be so simpler if I just called this in and they bring it to us and delivery. He's like, no, but it's, it's delivery is not the same as cooking the meal. Yep, you got to get the ingredients. You got to get the ingredients. You learn. You gotta, it takes time. time. You want to do, we want to, what we want to do is we want to call in help. We won't be like, hey, sister, yeah, I heard what you're going through. I pray for you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's simple that way. We just call it in. We just pray. But it, Christ is saying, I called y'all to make disciples. Mm -hmm. I called you to get in there. I called you to bring in the bread and bring in the water. I called you to put the time in and mix these things together so that it produces a different result. Mm hmm do you understand know when we call stuff in and we doing things out of convenience, that thing produces a different result. Yeah. When you say, I, I'm going to pray for you, my sister, that's great. Uh, that's nice. But there's some other things that God called you to do. He called you to make disciples. He didn't call you to pray for people and leave it at that. He called you to pray for them. He called you to pray with them. He called you to encourage them. He called you to rebuke them. He called you to exhort, exhort them. them. Yeah. He called you to do so much with people, but we don't want to do the so much because people make it feel like we doing too much. Mm -hmm. No, you ain't doing too much. You doing the work of you God. You doing what he died for. He died and rose. Some people might think that was doing too much. Did he have to die like that? You know what I mean? Did he have to die like that? Did he have to take all those lashes? Did he have to do all of it? Did he have to drink the vinegar water? Did he have to get pierced in his side? Did he have to get spit on? Did he have to have a crown of thorns laid on his head? Did he really have to go through all of that? Yes, it wasn't doing too much. It was doing just enough to save your soul. And guess what? We got to approach it the same way. Yep. We got to do way too much. Because that's what he's calling us to do. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but that's why he gave you the comforter. Yes, you're not going to be liked. Yes, you're not going to be popular. Yes, but but here's the thing. Even in that, it says that 
even our enemies will be at peace with us. Yep. Not because they like us, get rid of that, but because they will recognize the God in us. That's right. We doing this podcast. Well, I'm doing this podcast for. I'm sure enough not doing it to make my name great. Right. Or even when you look at Jesus when he resurrected, he, he could have gone back to the people that killed him, the Roman soldiers and stuff, and like, hey, here I am. I'm back. See, y'all were all wrong. No, he went to his disciples. Oh he went to the people who he knew could continue the work. It shows you his purpose. Yep. Sister, sister, sister. Yeah, that's, that was it. Yeah. He came back to make sure that the work got done. How do we know that was his intention? John 17, 14 through 15 said, I have given them your word and the world hate has hated them because they are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world, do not ask. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but you keep them from the evil one. Mm -hmm. He said, I need these people to be in the world because I need them to do a work. Yep. But God, as, as I'm preparing to leave, I'm asking that you would keep them from the evil one so that they might continue the work. We're supposed to be reaching out to all the nations, discipling all nations, not just America. That's why we do missions. That's why you see that God compels the heart of people to go abroad. And, and we're looking not just to entertain them or give them the knowledge of Christ in, in a temporal fashion, but you have to spend time with people. If your church is going all the way over seas and all y'all doing is handing out socks and flip-flops, you, your church is missing the point. We're not here on a goodwill mission. We're here on a Godwill mission. We're here to make disciples. Yep. We are here to make disciples. The reason I'm doing the podcast is to encourage and, and, and build up and exhort. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Our job is to teach people. That takes time. Yeah. You take time out of your day. I don't just do a podcast. I take time out of my day to talk to my sister right here. I take time to talk to other people. Where my conversations must be very laser focused on encouraging and building up not just their knowledge, but their faith in God so that they might be a disciple of Christ. Yep. Not of me but a disciple of Christ. Go, make disciples. Go, do it. It's interesting that this one feels like it's colliding with the Serious Inquiries Only yeah, uh, I podcast mean, I mean, episode. It's, it's, it's colliding with that. It's colliding with faith. It's colliding with love because ultimately this, this mm -hmm. thing that happened, this is the Christian's big bang. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that irrevocably shifted the the whole structure of our faith. It's the one that makes our belief different from everyone else's. No Absolutely. one has is anything like that. This is where we belief. went from being followers of Christ to Christians. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This is where we went from following Christ to being the foundation in which he built his church. That's what he told me. He said, upon this rock, build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. What is he saying? This is the foundation is the work that he sent them to do. And because they got themselves together and honored their father by allowing him, his son to live in them, mm. we 
are recipients of a gospel today. But imagine who might not get the gospel if we don't continue to work. Or do you even care? Because you got to let God guide you. It's, it, this is the, uh, the other thing. The power of the resurrection is what is risen in us. Mm-hmm. What he gave us. We said he's this comforter. This comforter guides us. Yep. That's the exciting thing about Easter too is that I'm not just, I don't just know him in the fellowship of his suffering, but in the power of his resurrection and in the the guarantee that he gave me in his spirit because his spirit guides us. Yep. And he foreshadowed that. In the scripture, yep. Even he, in the scriptures when they were out on that boat fishing. Yep. He told them, he was like, all you got to do is look on the right side of the boat. They were fishing on the other side and it was no, they weren't getting any fish. Jesus, they didn't even know it was Jesus. Jesus was standing on the shore and he was like, try the right side. And they did it and they got a whole bunch of fish. Right. Guidance. Foreshadowing <laughs> what what his guidance would be at this point. Mm-hmm. No longer is he on the boat. Mm. Jesus. He's farther away from us, mm-hmm. but he's still there to guide us. Yep. He said, I'll be with you till the end of the earth. He was able to still be that voice to guide them, to guide them to what? More fish. Remember, this is symbolic because he said he's going to make them more fishes of men. Of men. Yep. God, is, God guides us to where to go. He said, hey, hey, I know you, you've been on Facebook trying to get members, <laughs> but try it this way. Mm-hmm. I know you've been focused on attendance at your church. But don't focus on that no more. That's the left side. Focus on the right side. Mm. Focus on just preaching to the people that's there. Mm. Stop treating the five people there like they chopped liver for the 25 that's not. Mm. This is how God guides us. Yep. I know I know you want a husband, but you've been fishing on that right side. Yeah, he, that he, left side. I mean, yeah. that left side. He like, just come on over here and just, just work for me. Just do what I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. And the yield that you'll get, what you will yield mm-hmm. from that, from that obedience. This is he. That whole scenario. I'm glad you brought that up. That whole scenario became it, it foreshadowed what Christ's relationship with us is now. Yep. And then as soon as that happened, John and them they jumped right off the boat and just swam to oh, him. They, knew it was they Jesus. got right on their boat. <laughs> they was like, we gotta go over they there. They knew it was Jesus. Yep. This is the powerful thing about Easter mm-hmm. is that I can speak about Christ in this fashion because the very person I speak of is alive. You know what I'm saying? We're mm-hmm. not talking about someone who is not here anymore. Yep. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be like those two men that were walking and talking about Christ, but couldn't see Christ was right there. I don't want you to go to church this Easter. Or with doubt, or just be a person that just operates in doubt. I don't want anybody to be the person going to church this Easter, watching and listening to somebody tell them what happened to Christ and not knowing that he can happen right to them, right there. That he wants to be what's happening to you. See, you know, in a social media world, in an age of information, we always want to know what's happening. But the church ain't really telling people that Christ is happening. 
They're not telling them Christ is happening. And people come to church trying to figure out what's happening to them, mm-hmm. not trying to figure out what's happening with Christ. Because he's what's happening. He's moving. He's working. Bible says that he's interceding on behalf of us to the Father. Yeah. Why? Because he knows what is at hand. Yeah. He knows the work. He's praying. He knows the evil one. He knows what is it. laying awake for us. And he's, just, he's, he's doing his part. Because he always promised he'd be with us. And, you know, for me, that's Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs> Happy Easter. That's Easter to me is that uh, I, I had to come to grips with an understanding of of what he is and that he's more than um, a holiday. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, holidays are interesting because we we use them to memorialize people now. Not to honor I mean, or even it, to honor we use them, them to memorialize them to honor them yeah. but we don't use them uh, their, their their purpose is not the same as if you took what they were represented or stood for and yeah. lived it that's what I mean that would be more of an honor that would be did. more of an honor yeah 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 absolutely it that is if that's what Easter is then Easter is every day for me you know what I'm saying mm-hmm Resurrection Sunday is every Sunday. Yeah. Resurrection is every day. Why? Because he rose, now I rise. Episode 10, that's our podcast. Once again, please share this, man. I mean, goodness it's gracious. Good news, man. It's good news. We're not sitting here bashing people. We yeah, you know, I mean. Talking about the good news. I, I definitely pay attention to the, the plays. I, I pay attention to how many people playing it, how many people listening to it. Because my prayer is that this engages with people and that they would spread the word because we want to be a dissenting voice to the voice that is connecting people to a stigma of church. Yeah. To a stigma and of And that religion. voice is way louder than it's ours. It's way louder. Yeah. Way louder. Everybody goes to church now. Do you know what I'm saying? This yeah, is how you it's can. It's a cool thing. It's, it's the, the culture cool thing now. to do. It's part of our culture. I only. It's been cool for a minute. Yeah. I can't even say that. It's been cool for a minute. But one thing people don't understand is that there is a difference between being a Christian and being a devout Christian. And when we use that word, we're talking about being devoted. And so when we having this podcast and we're saying real church lives, real real church matters. Here you go. Here I go. <laughs> and when we say real church matters, we're talking about the the devout Christian matters mm-hmm. and is needed of all ages. Do you know what I'm saying? What makes us devout? What causes us to be devout? That's the things that we talk about. Once again, this is a podcast for people. Who are interested in learning how to be or trying to at least understand what it takes to be devout and what conversations that needs that need to happen in order to get us to that point so check out real church matters spread the word check out go do likewise there's a podcast coming up um 
a blog coming up. Blog yeah. coming up about grief, and we'll be following that up with an actual blog. I mean, podcast about grief. So God bless. Until next time, we'll see you. We out.